Hi, and welcome to Talk Word. I'm Marty Dundix, Editor-in-Chief of Weekly Humorous Magazine, and this is Talk Word, uh, a fun little uh, podcast where professionally funny people come to tell cringeworthy and awkward stories. And I'm very excited to, at today's guest. I have Lillian Stone. Hi, Marty. Uh, Lillian is a comedy writer uh, in New York City for the first time, visiting from Springfield, Missouri. Yes. So welcome to New York City. Thank you very much. Lillian Stone, thank you for coming on Talk Word. Yeah, people here are... Welcoming the Missourians, it would seem. Is that right? It's kind of backward, right? Because people say that people in the Midwest are the nicest. That's yeah. kind of the stereotype. But man, they're they're mean. Are they the kind that's like uh, they're nice to your face, but they're mean in their hearts? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can just see the 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 hatred kind of oozing from their pores. People yeah. don't do that here. People are people in New York are nice, but they don't have time. To be like comforting nice. Right. It's more like they'll shout nice things at you. <laughs> Someone shouted something nice at me earlier when I was walking off of the subway. They were like, love your hair. <laughs> I don't know who said it, but it made me feel really good. <laughs> uh, you'll, I'll take pictures of this, but Lillian Stone is here uh, with very bright blue hair today. Mm-hmm. And is this new? New-ish, yeah. New-ish? It looks great. Thank you. I'm uh, I'm self-employed. I've been freelance for like six months, and this is one of the perks. I can Congratulations. Just kinda, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, I went I went freelance so I could dye my hair fun colors. Where, Not really. Where, where, where were you working where you couldn't change the color of your hair to this? I worked in the nonprofit sector. Okay. I worked in nonprofit marketing, which was an amazing job, um, but doesn't lend itself really well to, to blue hair. No? Yeah. Well, it works. <laughs> Thank it's working. You. Thank you very much. I feel like it brings out my eyes. It does. And my hatred-filled Midwestern ports. So have you, you grew up in Missouri? Yes. I have lived in Springfield for my whole life. Wow. I know. It's wild. But I'm getting ready to move to Chicago here in a couple months. That's exciting. I'm excited. It's a big step. It is definitely a big step. That's only one state away. Right. right? It's like a seven-hour drive. Not I'm, bad. I, don't, I might have done some Wikipedia research moments before you arrived okay. on... Where's Missouri? So, what did you <laughs> did you do? Anything Springfield specific? Uh, it's um, the jewel of the Ozarks, the Queen City, the Queen you were City. Close. Oh, you were close. Damn it! Yeah, the Queen City of the Ozarks. <laughs> and I learned some uh, possible. Do you know possible ways that Springfield got its name? Uh, no, I don't think so. One, I heard three things from the internet. One that was interesting was this guy, and I can't remember his last name. And he was lobbying to have the the name set to Springfield because it was his hometown in Massachusetts. And he was offering people free whiskey if they signed basically this petition to what? say, I want Springfield as the name of this yet unnamed town. Wait, this was happening in like the 1800s? Yeah, this was a long time ago. That's wild. Yeah. Okay, that's a really good fun fact. It's a fun fact. I yeah. mean, it's on Wikipedia, so it might be true. Right, exactly. I'm, because the people, I mean... the people who police the Wikipedia... I mean, they're more, it's more thoroughly vetted than yeah. Supreme Court nominees, apparently. <laughs> exactly. Because that Ouch. stuff gets changed. I mean, the Wikipedia gets policed by people immediately. It's if you pretty make hardcore. A and I know. And if you lie on Wikipedia, you are shamed forever. Yeah. Forever. They will not let you back on Wikipedia. No. Like when I was in middle school, that was kind of the hot thing to do because the internet was pretty new. Yeah. And so we would always get on and make up lies about like Cher and other <laughs> other <laughs> hot celebs, and we were caught immediately. Doesn't it? Doesn't. It doesn't look good. It's interesting because there's like a paper trail on Wikipedia where if you make an edit 
and, and maybe someone sees that you made an edit, they have to check to, to not approve. I guess they approve it, but then you can see what's been edited. Like there's, right. you can see what it used to be. Exactly. You know, and you can see what it used to be and used to be. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't just get erased. Like no. the internet's forever. <laughs> so if someone accuses you of being a Wikipedia liar, that's on you for life. Exactly. It's not great. So you are a comedy writer. You're professionally a copywriter. Well, so I uh, technically I'm a lifestyle journalist. Ooh. I do a little bit of copywriting on this side. Lifestyle journalist. Yes, that sounds fantastic. It's fun. Yeah. So I do. It's uh, I guess refrigerator journalism is a good way to, okay. to describe it. So I do things. Um, I write about things that people can apply to their daily lives, like travel and food and fashion and things life like hacks. That. Is any uh, any life hacks? No. <laughs> I was actually just thinking about how absurd the idea of a life hack is the other day. Like, <laughs> do you remember like five years ago when life hacks became a big deal and people yeah. were like, buy a soap dispenser and keep your batteries in it. And yeah. everyone was like, that's genius. <laughs> do you remember that? Phenomenon? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think I'm still doing it. I know. It's bizarre. It's like, how do you fill up a bucket in a in a bathroom sink where it's right. too shallow? Like, oh, you use a dish it was like a it was like a a dustpan dust to make a funnel. Yes. Absolutely. And I think I used that hack like pretty Life hack. Life hacked. Life hacked with Marty Dundix. That's right. No, I don't write about life hacks. All right, fine. <laughs> I write about, uh, I guess, how to make your life better <laughs> by eating good food and wearing cool clothes and things like that. Make enough money so that you don't have to use a dustpan as a funnel <laughs> because you're... Because your sink is so shallow, because you can't fill up a bucket. My writing is geared toward people with deep sinks. Yeah. Yeah. We got the deep sinks. (laughs) It's like the deep state. Exactly. (laughs) The jewel, no, the jewel of the Ozarks. Mm -hmm. Not the jewel. It's not the jewel. The Queen City. The Queen City. The Queen City. Yeah. We, uh, did you look at, I mean, do you know what we're famous for? No. So Springfield's famous for a few things. <laughs> I like this now. I'm learning. Okay, I'd love to tell you about. Please it. tell me about Springfield, we, Missouri. We have the world's largest fork. Is one thing that's kind of our fork. A, a hot, yeah, like a the utensil. Like on the side of the road, like the roadside oh, attraction fork. Well, kind of. It's randomly in like a shopping center called Chesterfield Village. Okay. So you couldn't access it if you were like just coming to town off the highway. It's kind of hidden. It's a hidden jewel. Yeah. Of the Ozarks. We also are famous for being the place. Um, at which Wild Bill Hickok had a shootout with with another outlaw, okay. I think. And Wild Bill is buried in Springfield. See, I mean, you live in the wild, wild west. Basically, Basically. the wild Midwest. Do they have any old, old like uh, Midwesterny type Western town type things there? <laughs> um, Silver people Dollar dress up? City. So have there is ever... a place. Oh, yes. Have you heard of Silver Dollar City? I have not. Let's unpack. <laughs> Let's get into this. <laughs> Do people dress up? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so this is like Westworld it we're is talking about. just like Westworld, okay. except for that people aren't robotic. Spoiler. No sex robots. No sex robots. Or murder robots. There is a saloon, but I think it's pretty G-rated for okay. the most part. Like, there's no alcohol in the sarsaparilla. I think it's just mm. root beer. But yeah, it's like a Western-themed theme park. They have like wooden roller coasters and funnel cakes. It's pretty fun. That sounds fun. Honestly, I would go. They have this giant Christmas light display. It's a big deal. This yeah. is is this in your town? This is like forty five minutes south of my town okay. in Branson. Branson, Missouri, Missouri. Which is a special place. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Do you have a cowboy hat? I uh, used to. In college I had Boots? one I have yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. You gotta bring those to Chicago. I know. And you definitely have to bring them to New York. They're when very you make it when I, you make the that next move. To New York, yeah. yeah. Do people here wear cowboy boots? I mean, probably ironically, yeah. but I mean that's kind of 
even if it's ironic, they actually want to do it. Right, for sure. You know, people I'm are like, I'm doing that. this ironically, and I'm a hipster in Williamsburg, but I truly love this. They're you know? very comfortable. Yeah. I'm staying in Harlem right now. My Airbnb's in Harlem, and there's a cowboy oh, wow. boot shop like a block from where I'm staying, which I thought was really funny. That's interesting that you're staying way up in Harlem. It was an accident. Okay. Okay, so my... Where did you think you were staying? <laughs> in Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> That's far. <laughs> to the Airbnb. I, the per, the listing, I swear to you, it was like near Chelsea. And I was like, oh, that's a hot spot. And then I booked it and I got the address. And I was like, wait, no, this is not what I intended. That was the point. Yeah, exactly. I was bamboozled. You were. Yeah. Are you near the subway anyway? At least? Yeah, okay. it's it's on like 111th. So there's okay. a stop on 110th in Lexington. That's pretty close. Do I sound like a real New Yorker when I say those things? Kind of. It's cool. Yeah. 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 I'm blending right in. You are. <laughs> you would. I yeah. mean. Um, so you are a comedy writer. You're an accomplished comedy writer. How long have you been doing comedy and what was your first, what was your first submission that got accepted Mm -hmm. and how many submissions did it take to get to that point? Okay. Because you're like a big time McSweeney's writer. A big time. You're big time. (laughs) That's nice. Thank you. So my first submission ever was to McSweeney's Mm -hmm. and it did get accepted, which is weird and never happens. It was called Someone Left Cameron Alone with a Salami Platter. And it was just me, like, stream of consciousness writing about what would happen if, like, a little boy loved cured meats. Yeah. And I just pounded it out and sent it in. And it got accepted. And I freaked out. But after that, of course, came, like, a long string of rejections. So I got my rejections one way or another. That's good. I mean, it's nice to get the first time. For sure. That was cool. Beginner's luck? I guess so. Because that sounds like a really funny piece. I haven't read that. But I think... My favorite type of comedy writing is the overly specific, yes, you know, same. idea. That you is know? what I like. I to love do. the over that too many details. Yeah. <laughs> same here. That's my favorite. Yeah. Um, but I sent that in. That was like a year ago, year and a half ago. Oh, that's only that's nothing. No. Well, okay. So with lifestyle journalism, I had always been writing like. How old are you? Stuff. I'm 24. You're so young. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I kind of lied when I said the internet was in its infancy when I was in middle school. That's like fine. it was pretty well underway. <laughs> if we're being honest, but um, no. From there, I I realized that I love to write funny things, and yeah. so I took some satire classes with Caitlin Kunkel, who you know. She's, she's a she's a dynamo a goddess. She's she amazing, um, and that kind of taught me some of the etiquette of mm-hmm. it and uh, kind of gave me the courage to go like full-time pursuing that dream but you had already been i mean were, you were a funny a funny high school kid funny you i know. guess so yeah i uh but did, had you been a you know were you bookish were you a reader i was a hardcore reader okay. i was like somewhere at the intersection of bookish and class clown i feel like good. i, I mean like <laughs> you're like a smart a smart class I clown guess so. becomes the like I think that becomes more the satirist. For sure, you know? yes, exactly. Person who can write well. Yeah, but I was very into theater also, mm-hmm. so performing was a big deal for me in high school. Um, I also had a history of like dressing up with my friends in costumes. Like I, I ran for student body president my junior year, and I had a friend dress up as Lil John. And every time I would, we, we did a speech, and I was like, "Hey, like Lil John, do you think I'd be a good student body president?" And she'd be like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was my intro into professional comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have like a sidekick with you. Totally. Also. Yeah. Especially have, when that sidekick is Lil John. Have Lil John is always right there mm-hmm. with the yeah, you know? He's a good hype man. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. That's great. Who were your um, favorite like authors when you were reading books? Oh, wow. Like back, like when I was growing up? Yeah. I, I feel like, but then also specifically um, like comedy, like short comedy pieces. Mm-hmm. I discovered 
I think I'm, I guess I'm more like a Steve Martin. Yeah. Like his short pieces. For there sure. was a book that they put together called Pure Drivel. Yes. From his like, I think it was like New Yorker or New York Magazine stuff that he did over like, I don't know, maybe like five or 10 years. Mm-hmm. It was a collection. That was one of my most favorite like books that's that's it's not like a long story they're yeah. just short little you know vignettes mm-hmm. i love that no yeah. I, steve martin was super influential for me i was really lucky when i was growing up um my dad was really into comedy stuff he he wasn't involved in it he just liked to consume it mm-hmm. so i grew up watching like monty python that's and that my was, dad was. really like, yeah yeah i was, so I was, I was like blues brothers for sure Belushi, um, the classic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Ghost. I was a like, huge Ghostbusters fan. Same. Bill Murray, yeah, Steve Martin. Blazing Saddles. All, yeah. Like, yeah, uh, all, all of those guys. Yeah, Mel were... Brooks is great. Mel Brooks was a huge influence on me when I was younger. Um, as far as books go, my mom and my grandma also loaded me down with like Roald Dahl, really, really mm-hmm. silly stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like I've always been like destined to pursue <laughs> did you see the episode of uh comedians in cars getting coffee where like mel brooks will just show up no. where it's like him and it's uh carl reiner oh my god no i and haven't seen that one <laughs> you should see that because he like jerry seinfeld shows up he gets invited over and it's like mel brooks and carl reiner have like dinner every night on tv trays and they're watching like jeopardy they, that's the thing they do really yes <laughs> And it was like they didn't plan it. They just like kind of brought the cameras in. He's like, "Oh, Jerry!" And he like has like a napkin Stop in it. his shirt collar, and they're just eating like pastrami. And That's it was like my dream. It was so funny, and he just it was like rolling. He's like jokes, jokes. jokes. It was just like so natural. You see someone yeah. like an old comedy guy like that, where the jokes are so natural. It's like they're breathing. That's and incredible. And it's just like funny, 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 funny. It's oh amazing. God. I love Admittedly, it. Admittedly, I only watched one episode of that show, and it was the one with Jim Carrey. And it, after I that, I didn't see that one. Was it, was it bad? Like, well, it was like a "Don't Meet Your Heroes" kind of thing. Yeah, I was like, oh, these guys are like pretty normal. I'm not <laughs> having any of that. <laughs> like, I don't know. So. Yes, I think it'd be a fun spinoff to do like comedians living in cars who oh can't afford God. coffee. <laughs> Just because, like, there's so many poor comics, you know, it's in New York City. They're all just doing mics all the time. All, all, like, the ones who haven't, you know, hit it big yet are just like, please book me. Comedians in cars drinking rainwater is what we can call it. Just comedians living in the back of their car, period. (laughs) That's all it is. I like that. Um, So uh, you're big on the Twitter. You Uh, like the Twitter. I love Twitter. I do. Original spinster. Oh, my God. Yes, that is me, as in, like, original gangster. But you get the joke. I do. You know the joke. I get it. Yeah, for sure. No, I love Twitter. Um... I when I left my my PR job, my Twitter kind of went off yeah. like very gross. You felt constrained when you had to go to a regular person job. I mean, yeah, you. I mean, yeah, you can't tweet about pubic hair when you are working in PR. <laughs> like you just can't. Depends your industry. I, don't I guess know. so. I guess so. Yeah. Um, so when I went freelance, then I felt the freedom to start mm-hmm. leaning into like really weird jokes. Yeah. People on Twitter love that stuff. They do. Yeah. Like, um, have you met uh, Jenny Hogan? No, she's a favorite of mine, though. She's so funny. She had a yeah. show last night that I missed, but mm-hmm. it was up at uh, UCB. She wrote a play, right? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, but, she, I mean, she just, she tweets so much, and, and it's so funny. Yeah, she's amazing. Her, people like Catherine Cohen, I saw her at mm-hmm. a club coming on Wednesday, and it was like a huge fangirl moment for me. Yeah, I love those hardcore, irreverent tweets yeah that are also really solid observations so you're meeting a lot of the people that you have only communicated with on twitter or online now on this big on this big trip to new york city this big pilgrimage yeah i mean so you're meeting caitlin yeah for the first time today we met yesterday oh yeah what'd you guys do yesterday no one called me no one invited you it was a it was a meetup thing 
What? I can't believe you weren't invited. Oh my okay. god! No, it was cool. I met a lot of a lot of my heroes <laughs> last night. We all ate spicy pizza together and drank prosecco. <laughs> That's fine. Fun. I was just at home watching The Big Bang Theory by myself. No, you weren't. <laughs> I refuse to accept that you watched that show. <laughs> I watched five seconds of it. I was okay. flipping around, and I was literally watching it, thinking to myself, "I can't believe this is a television show that okay. people watch." I'm taking a spec script writing class yeah. right now, and the biggest disclaimer: the teacher put out was like do not spec big bang theory it's been on the show or it's been on the air for way too long way too long so long like i, I was watching it and i was i it was there the explosive audience <laughs> laughter that comes after <laughs> yes. these like horrible jokes i know you're just like this has to be this is a robot you know these yeah. are obviously not real laughs it's these ridiculous are, these are canned laughs that were recorded during i love lucy right and they're just playing them now <laughs> honestly though as we say this i'm so desperate for a tv writing job if they asked me it. to write for that i'd be like no yeah i Absolutely. love your show i'm a big Shows, fan <laughs> the show is absolute genius yeah precisely it's genius <laughs> Um, okay, so you had spicy pizza last night at a place mm-hmm. I was not invited to, but that is okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, God. It's going to haunt me now, Lillian Stone. It's no. going to haunt me. Oh, it's man. fine. It's fine. Uh, so what else are you up to? What? I'm doing all of the touristy stuff. Okay. All of it. So today was like New York Public Library and Fifth Avenue and looking at places I can't afford. And nice. uh, what else? Food. Mainly food, honestly. That's a good thing here. Yes. I went to Russ and Daughters yesterday okay. and just gorged myself on like six black and white cookies. Do you like tacos? Go. We have yeah. a lot of taco trucks here. Okay. What's your favorite? Um, It's like a green and yellow one that drives around. <laughs> Keep an eye for your gigantic green and yellow taco yeah. trucks. Very good. Okay, that's good to um, know. Yeah, and they're cheap. It's like three bucks a taco. Nice. That yeah. I need to stop spending so much money on food for sure. Do they have food trucks in Missouri? Yes, okay. Marty, we have food trucks in Missouri. <laughs> Do they have t- food in Missouri? <laughs> I don't know. We just eat the Holy Spirit, okay. honestly. Yeah. yeah, we just like inhale a big gust of Christianity, and that keeps us going. Good. Uh-huh. Um, what else did I want to ask you? Oh, did you give me any authors? I started this because you're, you're oh, supposed to tell me authors. And let, then let's I, see. I went off on a tangent. Doll, um, gosh, who else? I started reading a lot of humorous memoirs when okay. I was younger. Um, Do you like comedy heroes? Who are your comedy heroes? Oh, gosh. All women. I Alexandra Petrie, who writes for the Washington Post, is insane. Yeah. She's so perfect. Um, so she's definitely a hero. Is it cliche to say Tina Fey? Cause, no. Like, she's def- I mean, I don't know. Whenever I first read Bossy Pants, that was yeah. before I knew that people could make a living doing comedy writing. And mm-hmm. I was like, wait, oh, this is a job. So that's a big one for me. Yeah. Um, Maya Rudolph you know rachel dratch all of those people they have a movie coming out about I wine know, tasting I know. it looks great i'm so ready <laughs> i think that rachel dratch is one of the funniest people on the history of the earth yeah and she needs more recognition i want yeah. her to be a household name she's so funny she's incredible um yeah they uh they put together that movie based on a trip they just they all went on a wine tasting trip can you imagine for real on that trip, and then they were just first like of all. this should just be a movie and then they're like okay and then they just wrote a whole movie oh, and now it's heroes. just gonna be a gigantic blockbuster heroes i know uh, mel brooks is a hero gene wilder is yeah. incredible um i everything that he's ever done has been so weird and perfect very <laughs> yeah um gilda radner there's the new movie coming yes. out which looks amazing so i don't know all those weirdos yeah i love them they're fun they are fun yeah did that answer your question it did answer my question okay cool um when you're doing your writing for the uh for the different websites and are, are you still are you are you sending stuff to new yorker i am i haven't cracked it okay. yeah, yeah you will uh, thank you <laughs> i mean your stuff is so great i mean what? there's Thanks. great stuff that's in uh other places 
Belladonna, McSweeney's. Mm-hmm. That's much better than a lot of the New Yorker stuff. That like, it, is, it's such a crapshoot. It is hard. With, um, you never know. I, yeah. I have no idea how sometimes people decide on things. Like, I get stuff from uh, cartoonists where uh, the New Yorkers passed on it. Right. And it's so much better than whatever the New Yorker runs that day. You're just like, I have no idea how oh, they're man. deciding this stuff. I don't know. I can't imagine. I love it because I get this <laughs> great get stuff. stuff. <laughs> I have a piece ready for you, by the way. I need okay. to send it in. It's about bird baths. Um, uh, the, the piece you did with uh, Topher? Yeah. So funny. He is an icon. I am meeting him for the first time in person tomorrow. That's awesome. I I've know. never met him in person. He's he seems doll. really funny. I'm sitting with him and his husband in Brooklyn, and it's going to be a scream. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The, the New Yorker is amazing. I cannot imagine the level of pressure that they're under because they are like the you know the gold standard yeah. of humor and to be the editor who has to sift through all those pieces it's a lot like, i'm sure that the insane. amount of submissions you get a day i can't even imagine just too much how many submissions do you get on an average day um depends on the news cycle mm-hmm. it depends on the day of the week if it's if you know with all this kavanaugh stuff i've been getting so much kavanaugh stuff oh, and so yeah. much of it is funny but i'm just like i can't run all of this stuff it's going to be out of date in like a week right no yeah. one's going to care about we it we can hope i know right <laughs> we I hope. can hope that it's almost done so um depends it could be like uh like 10 to 20 a day oh okay um some days it's more sometimes it's much less mm-hmm. it totally depends gotcha um but then there's also like the there, there's pieces that I mean, just like absolute like horrendous type. You're just like this is this person for real? Just, just so like, bad. Yeah, you're just like this doesn't even count. Do you ever get those those replies? Sometimes I see Chris Monks tweeting about like the jerk folder. Do yeah. you get really jerky people who get mad when you don't accept their stuff? Um, I just I think I let them hang for such a long time oh. with, that they just assume that they didn't get accepted yeah. and they they lose interest and forget about me. Oh no. Yeah, that's the easiest way to go. Right. If you tell someone that they're not funny, they're going to get up. They're not going to be very happy. Yeah. And I'm of the mind where I'll just wait until they send me something really good and then I'll accept it and then they'll be happy. Right. Um, But it's hard to tell somebody how to make something funny. Sure. You you can tell them, oh, I don't think this is funny. And then they'll argue with you because they obviously think it is funny because they sent it to you. I don't know. I'm bad at rejecting people um, when it comes to. Yeah. I just want everyone to like me. I know. That's why I like it when you submit things because I'm just like, oh, I'll just obviously I'm going to take this because <laughs> Lillian Stone's hilarious. No, that's so nice. No, but there's like a, there's like a bunch of people where no matter it, it's like I don't even have to worry about it. I'm just like, oh, great. I'm so glad that they sent me something. I have something to put up for today. One of these days I'm going to send you a real stinker and then we're going to be in a weird spot. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> okay. I'll try my best. That's, that's when you're going to realize that I actually don't read anything. I just automatically just put it up. Wow. Risky. No, I don't. I, very I, risky i read everything okay because i have to make fun little pieces of art for it right that's the okay. fun for me is is getting to design a fun visual accompaniment <laughs> for a piece like whatever you sent in you did one i sent you one back in february i think where it was steve bannon as the groundhog for yeah day and the what <laughs> the art that you made for that that was fun was incredible that, uh, do you do all the art yourself? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, Steve Bannon looked great in that picture. He looked just like a groundhog. He looked just like a groundhog. It's insane. He, he it was a massive improvement over what he normally looks like. He's so scary looking. He too. looks a lot better as a vermin <laughs> than he did a human. He reminds me of that scene of the Princess Bride with the albino. Like if you threw just yeah. that little frock on him, he would be a dead ringer. Like the hunt. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you tell us what's your storytelling show in 
Missouri. Yeah, it's called Chatty Kathy. Chatty Kathy, that's right. Yes, yeah, it's a monthly show on the second Saturday for all female identifying performers. Okay. Um, Springfield is a really cool place to kind of get started in comedy, but there's not a lot of women who are doing open mics pretty yeah. regularly. There's like three of us. But do people come out? They do. To the show? Okay, can I well, can I hit you with a little brag? We Absolutely. have sold out every single show for the past five months. How many seats? Like 70? 70 That's seats? huge. It's been great. And wow. it, it's super affirming because it's like, oh, people in my town are ready to hear like gross, weird stories from women. Yeah. It's awesome. That's so, awesome. Yeah, we have Congratulations. our... Thank you. What's the venue like? Well, we just switched. So we okay. were in um, kind of like a comedy jazz club originally, mm-hmm. and we are transitioning to more of like a pop-up feel right now. So our next one is at a wine bar. Oh, cool. Which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like very casual. Um we just want anybody to be able to come and enjoy these weird stories from yeah. women. So, yeah. So is it, is it kind of like The Moth? Yeah, that was definitely an okay. inspiration. Um, it's mostly like shameful stories. Yeah. <laughs> like come and tell your grossest, weirdest story. Okay. Um, just to prove that like, you know, women are hilarious and we have so many gross, weird stories to tell. You do. Yeah. Me specifically. Do you? So many gross, weird stories. Well, you have to tell one now. Okay. Um, you want me to tell a shameful story? Sure. All right. Whatever you want. I've got a couple that I could tell. I Okay, I'll tell you one that has really like influenced the person that I've become and it takes place in in the 5th grade okay. at uh, at Walt Disney Elementary, which is where I went to elementary school. Your elementary school in Springfield, Missouri was called Walt D- Disney Elementary yeah, School. Yeah, we were the Disney Dolphins, and I have to assume that Walt Disney had some connection to the school, <laughs> but I don't really know what it was. I would think so. I don't know. Was he born in Missouri? I truly have no idea. I don't think so. I don't know. Huh. They, we just liked him. Missouri <laughs> loves Disney. It was the school decorated with lots of Disney yes. things? Yeah, it was. Does it still exist today? It does. Yeah. Okay. My siblings both went there. Um, yeah. Walt Disney and your, what was the mascot? Uh, the Disney Dolphins. The Disney Dolphins. Okay. <laughs> Which is interesting. But, yeah. Um, okay. So fifth grade. Fifth grade. Mrs. Raider's fifth grade class in at Walt Disney Elementary School. Um, I was super lame. As one might guess, because I'm in comedy now, I was yeah. not a cool kid. No. I was chubby. I was very, very into horses, um, very religious at the time. So I like counted down the days every year until my, my church camp rolled around in June. That was like the hottest week of my life. Um, but I, I spent most of my free time volunteering at a horse ranch called the Brandarosa. <laughs> I like it. So think about that. Yeah. Um, just like hold that image in your mind. Okay. Little chubby girl. Um, I wore those horrible Happy Bunny t-shirts. Do you remember when those were a thing? Mm-hmm. I was very I was very into that and I thought I was pretty edgy. So I didn't have a whole lot of super cool friends, but there was this one girl who kind of like took pity on me and let me hang out with her and listen to her gossip. And so one day she pulled me aside and she was like, Lillian, guess what happened to me last night? And I was like, please tell me I'm desperate for friendship. She told me that this cool boy in our class named Junior had called her on the phone and he had hung up immediately after because he was too nervous to talk to her. And I was like, what? How do you know? And she was like, oh, caller ID. (laughs) So the proof was in the caller ID. Yeah. And I was really excited about this news because I wanted to leverage myself to popularity. And I figured the only way to do that was through blackmail, (laughs) obviously. Because so sinister. what's cooler than blackmail in the fifth grade, obviously. <laughs> so yeah, I was a sinister little kid. I don't know. So I devised a plan to use this information about Junior, the coolest kid in my class. And I realized that if I was going to propel myself into popularity, I wanted people to know that I knew a ton about horses also. Yeah. <laughs> those, those were like the things that I wanted to be known for, blackmail and horses. So I went home to my, my parents' giant 
Dell and Spiron PC in the kitchen. And I wrote a three-page test about horses. It had like multiple choice and, you know, essay questions and just ridiculous questions that I pulled from like a Nova encyclopedia called Horse Facts. I wrote this test and I brought it to school the next day for Junior. And the idea was that I was going to present him with this test. And if he failed the test, I was going to tell everyone that he was too afraid to talk to girls on the phone. So I waited until recess. I presented him with the test. I was like, Junior, I've got a test for you. He was like, who are you? And I think he didn't know who I was because I spent most of my time hiding behind a big Harry Potter book because I wasn't allowed to read it at home. My parents were afraid of witchcraft because it's Missouri. So I introduced myself and I was like, I know that you are too afraid to talk to girls on the phone and that's humiliating for you. So I've presented him with this three page horse test. No study guide. There's no way that he could know any of these things. Mm -hmm. And I waited for him to take the test and just like humiliate himself and Instead, he threw the test in the trash and went out to recess. And I was so stunned that I never even used the information that I had. And I pretty much just withered into oblivion until, you know, fast forward to now when I am 24 and writing jokes about pubic hair for $10 a pop in Springfield, Missouri. So honestly, I came out on top. You did? Yeah. I love that you were scheming. Oh, I know. You had a whole plan. I had a whole plan. And for some reason in my fifth grade brain, I was like, you know what? The popular kids are going to love me blackmailing this cool dude with a three-page exam about horses. Yeah. It didn't work, but it's fine. It did not work. It's fine. They're all like realtors now, I think. So (laughs) whatever. I have blue hair. It's fine. (laughs) Well, you're the cool one now. I guess so. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, multiple followers on Twitter. You do. Take that, Junior. Very popular. (laughs) Does it seem like a lot of the Missouri... um, kids who were local stayed in missouri yeah it's a thing it's a thing if you grow up in springfield and you stay long enough it's kind of hard to leave yeah it's a pretty you know it's a super affordable place to live Uh, it's it's pretty easy to like live comfortably there so a lot of people get sucked into that but not me you're breaking out i'm breaking out i'm ready to live with cockroaches for a few years oh yeah blaze my trail someone who's so as crafty as you were in elementary school (laughs) will do well in chicago and new york conniving you got to be conniving you got to have a plan you got to be scheming if you're going to break out in the city it's a dog eat dog world it definitely is horse eat horse i guess yeah imagine a horse eating another horse i think that's cannibalism happy friday horse horse horsebalism is that a word uh, uh, what's the scientific uh, word for horses? Equine. Equinanism. <laughs> Equisanism. That sounds like a real word, kind right? of. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I like it. So, what do you got cooking for writing that right now? Like, what are you what are you I working have on? Cooking. Um, I'm working on a Halloween piece that I need to get finished up in the next couple days. Oh, timely stuff that expires so quickly. I know. Usually, I'm really into weird evergreen stuff. I have so I many love... Halloween pieces right now. Do you have a lot that are many. already in the hopper? Maybe I should divert well, you, my focus. But if you send it to me, I'll just <laughs> I'll throw those other ones away. Right. That's excellent. That's good to know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm working on some Halloween stuff. I'm working on a sketch show in Springfield. Yeah. So I'm writing some sketches for that right now. Um, trying a spec. Trying my hand at writing a spec. Although someone told me yesterday that specs aren't a thing anymore. And you just need to have your original pilot. So that's a bummer. Um, what I've... Yeah, that's how I've... For for um, the the parent company Weekly Humorous is Humorous Media, and we do uh, some TV development stuff. Mm-hmm. We've actually had uh, projects where we've we've been given writers, and the right uh, the way to to gauge your writer is to see their their pilot script, right. not not what they would write for The Big Bang Theory. Exactly. 
but their own thing. And that's how yeah. you can tell if they're funny or not. Because, yeah. I mean, I know what the Big Bang Theory is. I don't want to see if you can write a Big Bang Theory. I want to see if you can write the other project that I'm working on. Right. Yeah. So I guess I got to write a pilot now. You do. Which you got to. Or just like a short, just like, um, doesn't, it can be like 20 pages. Yeah. I do have a feature a script. Right. I, uh, I applied to film school last year and I really? wrote a feature and we're working on getting it produced, but what? I don't know. That process is kind of wild. What's your movie about? Okay. So do you, are you, <laughs> let's get into this. Set the stage. A couple hours south of Chicago is a town called Casey, Illinois. This is a real place. Okay. And they're known for having like some of the world's largest uh, roadside attractions, like Springfield's Fork. Like the Fork. Like the Fork. But these are wild. There's like wooden shoes and a wind chime. And the biggest thing is a rocking chair. So okay. the premise of the movie is, you know, what if there was a neighboring town that was jealous of those tourism dollars and they built a rocking chair that was like an inch larger than the one in Casey. Mm-hmm. So it's just this battle between two little podunk towns. And then the other town would make theirs two inches bigger exactly. until we have this crazy rocking it's chair. It's just an absurdly, like, unsustainably large rocking chair. That'd be great. Yeah. So that's what the script's about. You need to write that up. I have written it. Oh, I it's done? It. It's done. Yeah. How long is it? It's like 90 pages. It's a full 90 pages. Can I read it? You want to? Yeah. Yeah, I'll email it to you. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I would love to have you read I'll it. I'll print it out and I'll put the little things, the clasps the, on the, it. Yeah, exactly. I love those. Do it. I feel like a real script. I know it's written in Courier New and everything. That means it's real. Mm-hmm. Did you do it in Final Draft? No, I did it in uh, this thing called Slugline, which okay. is like a free version of Final Draft. Oh, so, yeah, there might be some formatting issues. Don't judge Slugline. Me. I'll mm-hmm. use that. I like the free versions of things. I do too. I'm getting away from uh, Microsoft Office, and I'm just using like Google Docs for everything. You don't need. To it's use taking Microsoft me a while. Office. I know, but you know what? What's annoying is you can't do like cut and paste in Google Docs. Wait, what? I have to do. Um, I have to do like control C. Right, the shortcut. I can't do like mouse right click. But why would you want to do mouse right click? Because I'm so used to it. It's like it's ingrained <laughs> in my brain and no. I can't, I do it every day. I'm like, right click thing. And then it says, you can't do that in this. You have to do control. I'm like, oh. and it happens every time. <laughs> the thing that I, I miss... can't learn. I'm so old. I can't learn new <laughs> no, tricks. No, you're not old. We can work on shortcuts after we're done here. I can't do it. There's uh, the thing I miss about Word is the little uh, paperclip guy. Oh, that you missed pops that? Up. I do. And he's like, did you need help with this? Like, I wish I had him in my real life. You know, like, yeah. did you need help figuring out which train to take uptown? Hey, it looks like you're trying to go up to. Exactly. Or it's like, looks like you got scammed on Airbnb. You're in Harlem. Correct. What's going on? Correct. And instead, I just have to ask like a surly MTA employee. Do you know where you are? Uh, no, never. Never. Never at any time. That's awesome. I'm excited about your movie thing. Thanks. That sounds really cool. It is cool, I guess. Yeah, it's cool. It is cool. And you have things cooking. You're going to be writing articles. How do you pick who to send articles to? Like, do you say, hmm, this is going to go to McSweeney's. Hmm, this is going to go to Belladonna. Yeah. Well, yes. So I, st- there was a period like six months ago where nothing was getting accepted. It was like a rough, I was in a creative rough patch. Mm-hmm. And I realized it was because I was trying to write for outlets. I was like, oh, I'm writing a piece for The New Yorker. So I would start with, ha- you know, having that in mind. Yeah. And they weren't any fun to write. And they were not turning out great. Yeah. So now I just have, um, I email myself whenever an idea comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what if I wrote about like a haunted house for Supreme Court justices? Or that's like, I had that on the train. And so that's I'll email funny. myself. Yeah. And I'll write something that I think is funny Good. and I think is weird, and then I'll try to tailor it to. That's a lot better of a way to do things because I don't, I, I don't want everything on Weekly Humors to sound the same. That's right. I yeah. feel like everything on McSweeney's could be written by a guy named McSweeney's who just writes all <laughs> these things. Timothy McSweeney. Himself. So it's all written by Timothy McSweeney's because oh, so it has this, it has a very similar voice. Yeah. Things have a very formulaic kind of like, and it's it's smart. 
right. you know I, I'm not it's saying it's bad so it's always very smart it's always very like it's it has that sort of cusp of that air of you know that elitist kind of like vocabulary elitist no they took my salami piece you know but <laughs> but it's written so it could be an elitist person who writes about salami right you know but but it's it's very well it's smart it's very smart right and yeah. um and and that's not bad but it's consistent definitely and um i i think i'm in i'm consistently inconsistent <laughs> with um with what goes in weekly humorous i think everything is consistently funny mm-hmm. but it, it, things can be funny in a very different voice right and i think that's fun that's so nice. it's like yeah. so i because i have guys from mad magazine who write stuff or do mm-hmm. cartoons and i have stuff from the new yorker and, and but and it all can live in one place yeah yeah and it's sort of it, it works it's well it, Sometimes. For sure. No, it works. Sometimes it doesn't it work. Works. Sometimes it works. But I mean, I don't um, I don't obsess over it. Yeah. I would say for me, my weirdo conceptual humor, I always send to McSweeney's yeah. because that tends to work for their site. Um, my political satire, I usually send to Belladonna. Mm-hmm. They publish a lot of like really scathing pieces that they are do. super fun. Yeah. Um, still haven't totally figured out the New Yorker situation. Uh, that's just kind of whatever I makes yeah. me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I send to them. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, you, you pretty much take anything. Wh- no, no, you take that. Is that <laughs> no, oh my God, we're not putting that in the podcast. Yes, we are. No, not anything. But it's you take all the very kinds true. of pieces. <laughs> that is no. Oh my God, I hate myself. I'm going back to Missouri. It's right okay. Now. No, someone has to be at the bottom of the barrel. You're Elaine not at the Stone. bottom of the barrel. You are, ab- you are absolutely not at the bottom of the barrel. I'm gonna down this. I feel. Um, I also feel like they don't have an. There's not enough space in the new yorker for the amount of funny that's exactly that's why i thought weekly humors could do well because there's not enough they don't dedicate enough of the new yorker to the funny parts you think they should dedicate more yeah yeah like the only part of the new yorker that i read is the funny parts i do think like i'll flip around the magazine looking for the cartoons (laughs) you don't even read the food reviews i love those um i read some of the movies is it still anthony lane that does the movie or yeah uh, it's, I think. The, it's the man with the beard. What is his name? I don't know. It all, it all depends on if the girl upstairs in my apartment building has picked up her New Yorker yet. Oh, and if no. she hasn't, then I get to read it. Yes. And yeah. then I put it back. They, um, I think that the newer editor, Emma Allen, has done such a good job of prioritizing humor with daily shouts because that didn't used to be a thing. Yeah, they've they've definitely geared up their online for sure, which is of, awesome. Of of putting more funny stuff on the internet. Yeah, it makes more room. But it's much more fun to have the funny stuff in the in the in the paper. I do love funny you know? stuff. I still I can't believe that I just said you take anything. I'm so upset. That's not what I meant. <laughs> you take any kind of piece is what I've I I've already meant. forgotten it. It's oh, fine. God. I have the memory of a goldfish. So well, I've... I'm from the Midwest, so I kick myself for comments for weeks. Oh, not it's at awful. all. Yeah. Eh. Mm. Um what else did I want to talk about? Are you seeing any more um, live comedy shows when you're in town? Yeah, well, so I'm going to UCB tonight for Bucky. And what's I'm, the show? Uh, it's their it's their Bucky show. Is it stand up? It's sketch, I it's believe. Sketch. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to that, um, and then tomorrow I. This is so touristy, but I have tickets to see Chicago on Broadway. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm excited. My yeah, like, exciting. high school theater nerd is super jazzed. I'm going to go do that. So uh, you were, did you do act- acting? I did, yeah. What was your favorite type of play? What was your favorite character? Oh, okay. My favorite, this is super obscure. I was really lucky to have a really experimental high school theater teacher. Okay. And so we did, <laughs> I know, which is really weird, um, in Missouri especially, we did an all-female cast of um, a, a play called Ubu Rex, okay. which is an interpretation of Ubu Roy, which is an absurdist play from a French playwright, I believe. So I played a character called Paul Ubu. Ubu, and I I wish I had a picture to show you. I had this giant 
um, round bodysuit and a big uh, turkey leg that I carried around with me. And he was just like this foul creature who pounced around and said absurd things. What you was, need to look up this What play. was the main idea of the play? Honestly, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. It was, um, I guess, yeah, there was Pa and Ma Ubu, and they were just kind of making their way. Um, there was a ship that they lived on. You need to look up the script. This is great. It's it sounds wild. like for, for living in uh, in Missouri, which seems like a very conservative uh, button-note kind of a place, yeah. you've had an, an opposite uh, upbringing. Yes. I was really, really lucky. Which is great. Exposed. Yeah. So your, your family must have been very supportive of your um, artistic pursuits? They were. Yeah. So it's weird because I grew up in like a pretty conservative family, pretty mm-hmm. religious family, but I was a total weirdo kid and I made it clear that I wasn't interested in doing like, you know, sports That's or great. the traditional things. So um, they let me go to a high school, which was an IB school, which really like prioritized yeah. arts and culture and things like that. So that really kind of started shaping the person that I became. That's amazing. Yeah, I've been very lucky. Yeah. 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 And uh, where'd you go to school for college? Uh, Drury University, which is a really, really tiny liberal arts school also in Springfield, literally across the street from my high school. That's nice. <laughs> there's no Disney College there? No. I, I guess there's the Disney College program, which some friends did. but uh, In Missouri there no, is? No, it's in Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Gotcha. <laughs> that sounds like fun. It was fun. Good times. Do you have Do you have any more stories? Oh man, I I don't know what's uh what's podcast appropriate. Um, I mean anything's podcast appropriate. Do you have something short? I do have something short. Give me something short. Okay, it uh this is gonna give you a good idea of what life is like in Missouri. When okay, you're dating. So bef- oh, dating, very <laughs> yeah. okay, apt. So I was like 21. This was before I met my long term boyfriend that I'm with now. Um, I was on a Tinder spree, like a. That's, that, that's, that tends to be the way that the, the Tinder happens. Yes, it was reckless, yeah. truly. So I met this guy on Tinder that I thought was so cute. We were we were we were vibing. So we went out, we had some drinks, it was great. Um, but we didn't we didn't kiss. And okay. he, that was that was a choice that he made. He was like, Let's not let's not kiss just yet. I was like, Okay, you weirdo, like whatever. So he texted me a few days later and he was like, Do you want to go on, on a moonlit hike with me? And in hindsight, I shouldn't have done this because he for sure could have killed me, like, easily. But Missouri is a pretty big hiking state. Like, everybody is really outdoorsy there. So I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. So I borrowed um, some really cute hiking boots from a friend of mine, went with this guy on this moonlit hike. And the whole time, all I could think was, like, we are going to kiss. This is going to be super romantic. Huge buildup. Huge buildup. Very romantic setting. So we did this moonlit hike. We're talking about all kinds of things. In my head, we are vibing super well. Yeah. We get to this bridge that the moon is shining down on. It's feeling very intimate. I'm feeling a moment. And he looks at me and he tells... I, I was like, oh, he's going to kiss me. Like, his face is close to mine. Mm-hmm. This is good. And he tells me that the reason he brought me on this hike was to tell me that he can't date anyone because his relationship with God is on the rocks. Oh, I that's know. horrible. We had like a mile At that and point, a half. you should have murdered him in the mountains. Precisely. I know, but I was wearing my cute boots and I couldn't get anything <laughs> on them. So we had to con- continue the hike. This was like halfway uh, through. That like, was only half. Oh, yeah, yes. no. So like two more hours of hiking in complete silence. And he kept saying, are you mad? And I was like, yes, uh, dude, yes. I am mad. He could have just texted me or ghosted me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's what it's like to date in Missouri. That sounds terrible. It's not great. 
It's not my great. relationship with God is on. I the rocks. know. And here's like, the well, the relationship with everybody else is going to be on the rocks. Precisely. But it was a total lie because I saw him like three nights later at another bar with another girl. Oh, he was using the God line as a as a way to get I rid know. of people. How dare he? Right. That's so, terrible. I know, but it's okay. I I, uh, I recovered. It was well, a, it was a dodged bullet. Yeah. Honestly. And you're gonna you're moving to Chicago with the guy? Yeah, yeah. We've been together for almost Look at three you. years. I know. Big move. Big move. That's nice. You get to you get to break out of Missouri with someone. Exactly. You know. Yes. He's actually from Texas though, so Missouri was like a slight upgrade for him. I think. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Just like the further north you go, yeah, it's it's good. It's like the underground railroad. That's incredibly exciting. Well, this has been so much fun meeting you, Thank Lillian Stone. Thank you so Stone. much. This has been a pleasure. I, this was a blast. Um, follow Lillian Stone at Original Spinster. Yes, there's no E in it. No E, so it's tricky. Yep. So we'll have to put that uh, put that on the website. <laughs> and do you have a website with all of your portfolio of writing? Yeah, it's just LillianStone.com. LillianStone.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thanks for being on Talkward. This was great. Thank you. All right. Well... Thanks for listening. Uh, oh, our sponsor today is Swill, the liquor store in your pocket. Go to getswill.com and use Funny Five for $5 off your first order. Um, this has been Talkward. I'm Marty Dundix, editor-in-chief of Weekly Humorous Magazine. Please check us out at weeklyhumorous.com. Sign up for our weekly e-newsletter, which I have to send out today. Um, and download digital issues uh, every week. You can subscribe or buy them per issue at magazine.weeklyhumorous.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.